2: Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and americanamusicmagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists. My guest today is Melanie Wilson of Wilson Pickens Promotions. Melanie considers herself a Promotions and Media Director. However, she also is a booking agent for the many artists that Wilson Pickens Promotions represents. We're excited to find out more about Melanie and what a Promotions and Media Director actually does. Hi, Melanie. Welcome to the program today.
0: Hi, Greg. How are you?
2: Good, good. Glad to talk to you. This is is something I've been looking forward to for a while. Typically, we are... Um, talking to artists about their music and uh, their latest CD and learning a lot about their life. And um, we kind of take for granted that um, folks out there um, uh, understand the process of what it took to to get that CD in their hand or uh, to get that artist on stage at a festival. And uh, the reality is there's there's a lot of folks out there that are uh, handling their own marketing promotion But um, certainly in in more recent years, it's becoming um, a a good idea and making more sense for for artists to work with uh, someone like yourself. And and your company, Wilson Pickens Bluegrass Promotions, um, does all kinds of things. And I I was asking you off air... um, uh, what exactly your title would be, and and you said it was kind of a twofold thing, uh, promotions and media director, but also booking agent. And so I I uh, like to spend a little bit of time just talking about kind of what that means and and help the uh, the the lay listener understand that process and 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 how an artist would come to work with you, and then what that process would look like.
0: Sure, you bet. Well, I basically work with artists, bands. Uh, the bluegrass uh, genre is the one that I gravitated towards and I basically have uh, a program that's been built up over time that sort of reflects a lot of what is needed by the artists and the bands to gain the maximum exposure in the industry. Mm -hmm. To create a success for them, not just uh, with their fans and getting their music out there and getting uh, their information out there, but also with booking as far as festivals go, Mm -hmm. Uh, getting information out to promoters, Bluegrass Radio, about their new music, sharing current uh, events and live video feeds and certain things like that. Keeping them real with everyone and making sure that uh, they have sort of a a fan base that recognizes them and feels like they're all friends, you know, Mm they're all family. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how we all refer to ourselves anyway. So everyone, you know, that goes to a bluegrass show knows that if you walk up to someone that just gets off the stage as a fan they're probably going to recognize you if they've met you at a show before. And right. that's kind of the neat thing about Bluegrass. Yeah. So making sure that everyone remains on that level and gets the information and gets the new pictures and, and video and music, you know, in a quick and efficient manner is super fun and makes the, makes the long-term success, you know, a lot easier for the artist. What happens is, in this business anyway, you know, they get so busy, especially during festival season, uh, that they don't have time as an artist or a band to sit down and be following through with all of the necessities required by social media upkeep and website upkeep, all of that, uh, much less maintaining databases of, of all of the promoters and DJs and radio stations and all of these people that are the ones that help get them to where they need to be and mm-hmm. get their music out there.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: basically, when I got into this business, I sort of went through and I did a lot of research. Um, you know, Edgar Laudermilk, actually, who's, who's someone I've worked with for a long time mm-hmm. now, sure. he was instrumental in getting me um, started mm-hmm. because we worked on a festival together and he liked the way I was doing things and said to me, you know, why don't we work together on my band stuff? Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I know you've been just working on your husband's band and, and everything, but you know, I see what you're doing and, and I think we would work really well together. So he and I got together, started working together. Uh, he put me in touch with Pine Castle records, uh-huh. which is his label. And we've all, you know, just developed a, a great relationship working together, and um, and that's just been the that was my sort of stepping stone uh-huh. into, you know, maintaining exactly what I felt was necessary to fill the void of what was missing out there for the band. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't see where. That level of of service had been being met. Um, so I really pushed and pushed and pushed myself to try to get sort of a program up and running that was really going to best benefit um, the artists and the band. So I took my marketing background. Uh, which I was in real estate for over 20 years. okay. Um, I, I did sell real estate. I was a broker in New York State and in Colorado. Um, but during that time um, and with a few different agencies, I was also marketing director. So I was constantly training and, and taking more and more classes and on top of you know that industry as far as marketing and social media, web training, that sort of thing. So all of that training and all of that background easily transferred over into what I'm doing now. So, um, it's just a different business, you know, and I was selling houses and now I'm selling bands.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So if, when an artist, um, when you make that relationship and, and they decide to, to come on board and work with you, what what is the what is the length of a professional relationship? Obviously you, you probably try to remain friends after all of that all of your work's done, but how how long would would the program work, the promotions immediate aspect of that work with an artist who engages your services? Well, basically
0: uh, another thing that I'm assuming you're asking about like contrast right or length um, of
2: time I mean what obviously a, a band is uh, an active band is is recording a new record every eight to 12 or 16 months and so um, you know if someone is not quite that doesn't have quite that quick of a schedule or, sure. or maybe it's their only record they, they probably um, wouldn't need you in a time of, of downtime necessarily
0: sure well, Basically, um, I feel strongly that that comes on a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. So, okay. a couple of different examples of that might be, uh, you have a long-running, you know, band, someone who's been in the industry for a very, very long time. Right. Uh, Edgar Loudermilk, um, Dale Ann Bradley. Allen Bybee and Town. Those are some of my folks that have Uh just been in this business. And basically, you know, everyone knows who they are. They've got a ton of connections. Um, The thing that is most important there with that relationship is their time. Uh So if they don't have time to you know, do those things like we were just saying on a daily basis, you know, because what what they're supposed to be doing is being out there playing music sure. and making music. Right. So that's why they would want me. But if they don't have someone like me in place, regardless of if they are during a downtime or a new record is not in the works or so on and so forth, what can happen is it becomes stagnant. Uh-huh. So my main goal in all of this is to make sure that the artist and the band remains current and active in the public eye. Okay. You don't ever want your your music to go by the wayside. You don't ever want your image as a band or an artist to go by the wayside. Uh, for people to forget about you. Right. There right. should always be something happening. And there always is, you know, it's just not always, there's just not always someone there to say, hey, look what happened today. Or sure. This week yeah. or, you know, and so basically employing someone like myself or having someone like myself on your staff, um, you've got somebody there who's, you know, got you in their mind all the time and is able to share and get that information out there. Make sure that even if you're super busy and there's not a whole lot going on, you know, we can share, you know, current video from a last festival or, you know, just even a fun story about something that happened, Mm -hmm. you know, at a festival Mm -hmm. or it could be something personal, you know, um, a, a family story or, you know, something that you did aside from performing music, you mm-hmm. know? We talked about Alan Bybee. He's he's constantly busy. They're always playing and always on the road, but he, he does take some very special time off every year to um, take part in some mandolin camps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a huge part of what he does and contributes to our industry. Mm-hmm. And... So that's something that is always fun to share with the public and so they can see how he is contributing in that way and helping people to learn sure. a bunch of you know new skills and everything and, and forwarding bluegrass music in a sense.
2: How many so folks just- do you work with?
0: Um, I currently have... Uh, 20 bands that
1: okay. I work with.
0: Okay, wow. Um, and um, one of the uh, newest one, actually, that I just started working with is Wildfire.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: And uh, that's very exciting. Um, just some really neat artists with some great history there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, um, that part of it to me, you know, Listen, I'm a Bluegrass fan, okay? <laughs> so my husband and I have just always been fans, and he's he's always played in bands and everything, and um, major reason behind us moving down to South Carolina was so he could get more involved with his music, uh-huh. which he has, and it's been great. Um, but every time I take on or start work working with another artist someone new it you know for whatever different reasons it may be I'm so humbled and just in awe of the talent the sheer talent and sometimes the history behind sure. them that yeah. i that I get to work with yeah. you know i don't i mean I don't even mind telling you when i When I first hung off the phone with Dale Ann Bradley, I literally cried. (laughs) I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? You know, because I just have been such a huge fan for so long. So it's very very sweet to me that this is what I actually get to do for a living. Yeah, that's awesome. that, That this is my life just blows my mind.
2: What was your exposure to this as, um, we talked about your involvement with, with Edgar, but prior to that, what, what got you interested in bluegrass music and began to think that this was, this was a a niche that you could, that you could fill?
0: Sure. Well, um, my husband, uh, Steve Wilson, who also is one of, has a band of mine, which is Wilson Banjo Company, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they, um... Had that they had put out a record, and well, going back even further, he uh has been engrossed in bluegrass music for a very, very long time.
2: And has, has he been a musician the whole time you, you guys were married? Was that something yes. he was doing? Okay. Oh, yes, okay.
0: And long before, mm-hmm. we, um, Steve and I were high school sweethearts, okay, and went our separate ways and um, and then came back together many many years later and uh, reunited Uh and um, during the time that uh, we were not together he was actually in uh, Nashville Tennessee working for the Gibson Uh custom pro shop and building art guitars uh, for some very very famous people Uh (laughs) (laughs) mostly in the country mostly in the country music and uh, rock and roll industry and these were, you know, electric, you know, custom electric guitars. Mm-hmm. And so he got his training there. And during that time was also a um, banjo player and uh, was playing around Nashville with some different bands and so on and so forth. Uh, he uh, ended up moving back up to New York, um, which is where we met in high school. And we uh, sort of ended up running into each other and um, got together. Mm-hmm. So he took me to my first official bluegrass festival. Uh, I had been to bluegrass shows before and mm-hmm. watched bluegrass at local and county fairs and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I'm huge music fan. I like all kinds of music. My mother brought me up on a lot of folk music and classic rock music and that sort of thing. And so um, I immediately just fell in love with it. Hmm. And the, the whole festival thing just blew my mind. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go like every week. <laughs> And so, and during festival season in New York State, we did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, after we moved back down to South Carolina and relocated down here, um, he put out, he had built a new banjo, a custom banjo with his, uh, he's got a banjo company, a custom banjo company, and he put out a promotional CD for the banjo and basically just wanted to... Uh, touch on all of the different tones and sounds of the seat of mm-hmm. the banjo. And so he did some different songs and different keys. He had some friends that came in and recorded it with him uh, using, you know, all of the the local talent. You know, we have actually Patton Wages uh, played banjo on one of the songs. Glenn Crane from Edgar Loudermilk's band played Dobro and, you um, know, Stephen Hudson, who's in a local band here, played so and sang. We just had all kinds of, you know, awesome people that came in and just wanted to be a part of this project.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he put this C D out and all of a sudden he started, you know, you know, getting calls about what what's happening with the band, you know, where can we go see them? Can I get a copy of your C D? Well, I have taken the tracks and put them on airplane
1: hmm
0: little did we know that it was going to take off the way it did yeah that's so cool. what ended up happening was you know everything i had been doing was just going crazy and it started getting a lot of bluegrass radio airplay it started uh generating a bunch of Interest in the band that, by the way, didn't
2: exist, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 I just oh, in case people have missed what what we're talking about here. Basically, he created the CD as a as a sales pitch to sell the banjo, right?
1: <laughs> yes. That's correct
2: because we that's had a chance correct. to talk to him about a year ago so folks if they want to hear the, the expanded version of this you can go back uh, uh, several podcasts into last year and, and find oh, yes, the, that's right. find the full story <laughs> but that that just uh, so 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 this basically business card he's created to sell the banjo has turned into this thing uh, that now you find yourself uh, juggling trying to figure yes. out what to do with <laughs> yes so
0: he put a band together. And that became my first band. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, up until that point in time, um, you know, it had been just helping to market um, shows and different things, uh, do some different marketing projects for bands that he had been in, um, but nothing on a large scale. So this was my first band. Mm -hmm. This was my first baby. And it sort of, you know, graduated into that was what Edgar was seeing. And so then I went to work with Edgar. And, um, you know, not too long after that, um, you know, we had met Tyler Williams several times and become friends with him. And so uh, he and his parents got together and called me. And, um, you know, so it, it just kind of began to turn into something. To where I ended up having, I think seven or eight bands, mm-hmm. and my husband said, "Um, so this is going to be your new life now." Yeah, full and I'm time. Like, well, I <laughs> hope so. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, it's so much fun, you know, in marketing and and all of that sort of the the creative stuff, the working with the public uh, I, you know, people complain all the time and say it's so hard to book shows and it is it's it's hard to be a booking agent but you know what, I really enjoy it Yeah. and I enjoy talking to the promoters I love to go out to the festivals I don't get to go to as many as I would like to mm-hmm. um, but I try to hit um, as many as I can and uh, I like to put faces with you know names I like to shake hands I like to you know meet people face to face and those people I'm telling you the festival promoters work so hard sure. yeah. I mean they, they're running around they're like crazy and they're on their golf carts and they're just you know and we've done that you know my husband and I have have run a couple festivals now and it's it is hard work. Yeah. And so I really enjoy talking with the promoters and it is hard work, but I'm also a realist. And I know that every year they're not going to be able to book, you know, the band I'm pitching to them right. or, or, you know, pick up some of my bands or whatever. I know that. I mean, I know there's hundreds of fans buying for one, one spot on the festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, I just really, really enjoy what I do and, and the whole background leading up to it and the time frame in which this has developed, which seems so, it seems like it was so escalated and so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it was done properly. Yeah. I feel like it was done right. And I... I talk with my artists and my fans. Um, I try to remain available to them if they call. You know, if I can't talk to them right this second, I'm going to call them back as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to really keep myself in a position to help the industry as much as I can, to help further the industry, create opportunities for our industry, um, and help the people that, that might need them. Yeah. you know. And use the use the resources we have. So,
2: well, I can certainly yeah. tell that that um, you enjoy what you do, and you're very enthusiastic. And I'm I'm quite certain that the folks that you work with uh, are are getting a uh, the full benefit of, of your time and and the things that you do for them. Is it if are you are you open to taking more artists? If someone listening to this. Uh, interview um, it, it sparks in them hey you know maybe this is what I this is the thing I need to get my band over the top are you, um, are you taking more clients and if so what's the best way for people to reach out to you or even if they've just got questions how can they get in touch and talk to you?
0: Well basically right now um, and up through at least the end of the year uh, the agency's pretty full right mm-hmm. now okay. I do have a couple of new uh, girls working with me, which has been awesome and a great help. And uh, it was, you know, started to get to the point where just some of the day-to-day tasks and things like that uh, needed to be um, delegated. Uh-huh, sure. And that's been just an incredible, you know, help to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the gals that uh, is actually. On what we call my team, mm-hmm. we call it Team WPP, Team hmm. Wilson Pickens Promotions. Um, she uh, is an, is a musician on on our team. She actually does some you know website updates for me and uh, and helps to do a lot of promoting and things like that of that nature. Um, uh, my mother actually, who's retired, has come on board, <laughs> cool. and so we're kind of keeping it all in the family. Yep. Um And uh, my husband actually uh, has been instrumental in in so much of it as well on the technical side, especially because we do a lot of um, we do a lot of demo creation and uh, electronic stuff that he's helpful with in the studio Uh with studio and so he's been just. An awesome help to me as well and and with digital EPKs and website things and videos. So so yeah, I mean we've got a really good team going Uh, right now probably through the end of the year. um, We're just going to kind of ride things out, see what happens and um, I like to get on a comfortable place for a while Uh and and get the new folks uh, that are fairly new uh, running smoothly. And before I, you know, consider taking on anyone new, sure, that's not to say I wouldn't. Um, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I do no, get, I understand, sure. I get a lot of, you know solicitations from bands, and what I do try to do if I'm not in a position to take them on, is to answer their questions and help them out and give them advice on what they can do um, to to sort of, give them a little bit of a boost or a step in the right direction because I understand how frustrating it is for them right. to feel like they need help or guidance. And so I do try to help them to at least have some some vision as to where to go next.
2: So if folks have questions then, what's the, what's the best way to reach out to get in touch with you?
0: I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um, Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pretty much everybody always says, I know when you're on Facebook because my Facebook starts blowing up. <laughs> um, so I'm on Facebook at Wilson Pickens Promotions and I'm also uh, at www.wilsonpickens.com. Okay. And, uh, my email address is wilsonpickens at gmail.com. Folks can email me. And so I'm very accessible if have any questions and, and more than happy to to help out.
2: Awesome. Well, thanks, Melanie. This has been really neat learning more about what you do and, and what a promotions and media director does. And uh, we certainly wish you all the success and uh, look forward to seeing you and your bands out there on the road.
0: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and uh, look forward to uh, hopefully seeing you at IBMA.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Melanie.
0: All Thank you. Have a great day.
2: Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com.